Welcome to another episode of Guys of the Round Table. I'm your boy Vladimir Jean Philippe. And oh man, when you really think about it, 2020, the saying goes, is always hindsight. But we're living in the year 2020. Is it supposed to be hindsight? I don't know. Because when you really look at the things going on in the world, it really seems as if the good, the bad, and the ugly are clashing against one another. Because you have Trump who came into president, and whether you like the man or not, I mean, the way he was a president was a major problem for me. The dude was too brash, too brazen in the White House. He was very braggadocious, very narcissistic, and he thought he was God's gift to earth. And because of that bravado and charisma he has, a lot of people seem to want to follow his lead. So a lot of people believed Trump was God's gift to earth. (laughs) I have to laugh at that sentiment. But now that we're in 2020 and we had an election year and he pretty much lost the election because it's been confirmed that by the um, the electoral colleges, Joe Biden secured more than 270 electoral votes. So they're therefore making Joe Biden your next president elect. So when you look at that and you see the year that we in in 2020 and then you listen to the the, the same 2020 is hindsight, you start to realize that in some way, type or fashion. We as people, or or we as a society, I should say, are going through some kind of enlightenment. Now, I'm not saying Joe Biden is going to be any better because God knows he's going to be worse, right? And I don't even believe in God, but we all know Joe Biden's going to be worse. He's just going to be the status quo politician who's going to be more of a corporatist than anything. And people are going to suffer just as much as they did under Joe Biden as they did under Donald Trump and the presidents before. What it really boils down to, and I hate to say this, and I've been saying this forever, is those who are in power seek to keep and control that power. Those who are not in power are under the thumb of those who are in power. So you and I, the average listener, we're under the thumb of these assholes. Again, I hate to swear, but it's necessary in this podcast because I'm just going to kind of shoot off the cuff and just let the the brain fly. These assholes are really dicking us over. Like, we have a major crisis coming, a major one coming, and Congress is bickering back and forth about what corporations they need to save, what Democratic states need money, and blah, 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 and whatnot. There's millions of people who are going to lose their houses or their place of stay in the next couple of months, next couple of weeks, really. And yet Congress is bickering over semantics, trying to make each other look better than what they really are, trying to make their party affiliate look better than what they really are. They're all trying to take credit for this. All of them are trying to take credit for saving the American people. And what they're really doing is just throwing crumbs on the floor and telling you, look what I have done for you. If I have to put this into perspective, it's like the movie 300, right? The government is like Perseus and we are the Spartans. Perseus comes down with this elaborate folks and all these things and promises us all these lavish things and all these lavish lifestyles. But realistically, America don't want none of that nonsense. If you really look at America as a whole, and I'm talking about like the average American, the people who are smack dab in the middle, all they want is their jobs. All they want to do is go to work, 
go home and spend time with their families and not be bothered by stupidity. Those folks need help. You have the Persians coming over here offering crumbs, $1,200 stimulus checks and $600 unemployment checks, and that's supposed to suffice you guys. You haven't been able to work for months, but that $1,200 stimulus check and the $600 unemployment is supposed to help you out. It's like them being gracious gods, as Perseus was <laughs> saying in 300, or whatever that dude's name is. The bald dude with the with the bald head, with the earrings and whatnot, <laughs> right? And then King Leonidas kicked his behind. This is what the government is doing, essentially. They're handing us out pieces of bread. They're just crumbling it into the streets and watching us fight over it. And then kind of standing there clamoring, aren't I a generous God? Like, get the hell out of here with this nonsense. Like, ladies and gentlemen, you really do need to focus your anger and all your energy and your protesting skills towards the right areas. We're protesting all the wrong things. We really are. We're protesting the lockdowns. We're protesting BLM. We're protesting uh, stay-at-home orders. We're protesting this. We're protesting that. We're protesting, we're protesting everything but the real thing that we need to protest, and that's these asshole government officials taking advantage of our vote. Every single year, they come to us, and I'm talking about the local officials, or every two years, every two to four years, they come to you, they beg you for your vote, they promise you this, I will sprinkle some bird seeds on the floor for you peasants, is essentially what they're saying, and every four years, we gobble it up. This is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. And then you have your YouTube dumbasses, the Candace Owens, the Ben Shapiro, Stephen Crowder. I hate these guys. I'm sorry. They annoy the hell out of me. Yeah, you have the freedom to say whatever the hell you want. But when I, whatever the hell you want is wrong, fuck you. <laughs> All right. You guys are assholes, essentially. Coming online telling us we should be praising Donald Trump and the things he's done. What the, f what the hell has this dude done for us? Legitimately, what has he done for poor folks? He's done like a handful of things and we're supposed to be generous. Again, it's the generous God complex that that dude in, that Persian dude in the 300 movie had. Sprinkle some crumbs on the floor. Aren't I a generous God? Like, get out of here, bro. We should kick you down the well. <laughs> that's what we should be doing. Kicking these rich folks down the well. But no, that's not what we're doing because what we're doing is we're bickering back and forth whether to wear a mask, if the mandates are uh, needed, if the lockdowns are too cruel, is it, is it, are the lockdowns, um, impending on our rights and yada, yada, yada. That's what we're arguing. Now we're arguing whether the elections are rigged. We're arguing whether, you know, Joe Biden won a fair and square election. Who knows whether he won, whether he rigged the elections or whatnot. This is just Russiagate all over again, but just in, uh, in, in the homeland part, right? It's just in the, uh, it's domestically, it's domestic is what I should say. That's all it is. It's Russiagate, but domestic. This is ridiculous. We're sitting here arguing about the wrong things. And I'm telling you, folks, it's coming. It is, what, December 15th as of recording this. On December 31st, it's going to be horrible because a lot of these things are ending. A lot of these programs are ending. A lot of these, um, uh, what is it, eviction memorandums, they're ending. People are going to be losing their homes. People are going to be without food. People are going to be out on the streets in mass. And it's coming. I know I said this in my last one, but it, it that if you would ever to believe a conspiracy theory, <laughs> it would be this because this there's legitimate proof to show that there's people going to be homeless in the next couple of months. All you have to do is just Google it. Google the Heroes Act or the CARES Act, the one that they passed that gave you the $1,200 stimulus checks and look at the end date for a lot of these things. It's December 31st, New Year's Eve, essentially. So everybody's going to be trying to party on New Year's Eve. And then on New Year's Day, they're going to have to move their shit out of their houses and be on the streets. So you start the new year packing your crap up and getting kicked out of your house. 
is essentially what's going to happen. Unless Congress passes some kind of um, bill right now to help the American people, which they won't because they've been pussyfooting around this thing with this thing forever now. All right. They dangled the carrot in front of us for election. It's like, hey, guys, if you elect these folks, we'll give you a stimulus check. Ha ha ha. Dangle, dangle, dangle. Here's the carrot. Come get it. Vote for me. And then you take your little happy asses to the voting booth thinking things are going to change. Lo and behold, things did kind of change. And lo and behold, it did not change. <laughs> the thing that kind of changed is that we got a new asshole in charge. That's it. Instead of Donald Trump in charge, we have Joe Biden in charge. Mr. Dementia himself. Or Mr. Alzheimer himself. And then with his running mate, Kamala Harris. Mrs. I'm going to lock your Negroes up. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. We are in, Oh, man. Again, we are being straight butt raped with no lube son government taking a big old cock and shoving it right up there not even giving us a chance to warm up to it nope they're just doing it jesus christ man oh man this is ridiculous 2020 man what a year what a year personally for me it hasn't been that bad 2020 has been really good so far knock on wood all right so far 2020 has been pretty decent to me I can't really complain. I got a got a house out of it. I have a very strong family core. I mean, I've personally got myself out of some trouble. I'm trying to get myself into a better position in life. You know what I mean? I just got to start working out, do some weight, and I'm back to normal Vlad. I've kind of kicked the depression thing a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm a little bit more happier, enjoying life a little bit. My girl, my little girl turns one. My girlfriend loves me. I mean, 2020 has been great to me. I got to spend time with my family. Most people, that drives them nuts. For me, I loved every minute of it. Although, I ain't gonna lie, it did drive me nuts a little bit because, you know, you get cabin fever a little bit and you just kind of want to get the hell out. But that's it, you know? I've had that one blow up. That's about it. (laughs) But 2020 has been good for me. But 2020 has not been good for many other people. And I would like to bring light to those many other people that 2020 has not been good for. And these are the people that need help immediately. But no, what's what's Congress doing? Congress ain't doing shit for him. Lord knows I can't help him because I'm not even I'm not even in a good financial spot to help him. So I don't know what the hell I could do. But I try to help. I give you words of encouragement. I bring light to your situation. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty much all I can do is offer you hopes and prayers. But then again, hope is a dangerous thing. It's the most powerful weapon in the known universe. Too much of it, you become cocky and you let your guard down. Too little of it, you live your life in despair. And nothing is good, and then, you know, your life is just doom and gloom, or Eeyore, the little donkey on Winnie the Pooh, the one that's always sad. So too much hope is too bad, too little hope is bad. You just have to have that. You have to have just enough hope to keep you counterbalanced, right? And that's what the Congress is doing to you guys. They're just giving you just enough hope to keep your ass in line. I say bump that, and you fight back. If we really, really banded together as an actual nation, like, we put aside our differences, whether we're black, white, poor whatever and we really got together and we held congress and uh, um and we held congress accountable for their inaction or dumbass actions that they've been taking i guarantee you we'd be changing the world america would be a much different place than what it is but nope we sit back we let congress screw us over and over and over and just like in being in an abusive relationship we just keep coming back Congress gives us a black eye they apologize a little bit sprinkle some crumbs on the floor for us and we come crawling back I know it's an extreme example to be using, but it's the truth. Congress abuses us every two to four years for their re-election campaign. And then once they're in power, they forget about you. They look down upon you. 
They work for the corporations. And that's one of the worst things that the Supreme Court of the United States has ever ruled on was to allow corporations to be treated as humans. Now, I say, since you want to treat corporations as humans, you tax them motherfuckers. Make them pay their fair taxes, sharing taxes. I have friends that will argue against this. You can't tax corporations too high because then they'll take their jobs overseas. Why would you take your jobs overseas to begin with? Cheap labor so they, they can get richer, which puts, in America, which puts America in a really bad place if you really think about it. Cheap labor comes at a cost. And right now we're paying that cost with American lives because a good portion of America right now lives in poverty. I love how the economists are like always saying that America is booming right now in the economy because based on the stock market. Stock market doesn't dictate the economy. I mean, it does. For rich people, the stock market dictates the economy for them, right? Because the better the stock market, the more money these mofos get. The richer they become. Stock market goes down, the money they, that's money that they're losing. But to be honest with you, the real indicator of how well a society is doing or how well an economy is doing is by how well or how poorly the poor or the less fortunate are living. And right now, the less fortunate in America does not have it too good. They're literally living paycheck to paycheck and barely can afford rent and food for their families, right? And what do we have? What's the solution we have for them? Well, don't be poor. The fuck? Really? That's your solution? Don't be poor? Ah, yay, yay. Another thing that gets me on my nerves, really, is that you got all these financial, like, gurus coming out of the woodworks, right? Telling you how to save your money and how to make money and whatnot. It's like, listen here, mofo. Saving money and being financially literate is great and all, but when Uncle Bob is making seven forty-five at the local Walmart, that dude is not thinking about saving. <laughs> that dude is thinking about providing and how he's going to make it till the next week or the next paycheck. That dude is not trying to save $100 to magically go into some investment funds that he's never going to see. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this, When you invest your money, it's not tangible money. It's realistically what you're doing is you're giving up money in hopes of getting more money. Essentially, if I break this down to the simplest terms, investing your money is like investing in the neighborhood crackhead in the game of craps, right? You give this crackhead $20. He tells you if you give him $20, he's going to go down the street, play some craps, bust a couple sevens, and he's going to turn that $20 into $150. And you taking that crapshoot. That's essentially what, what investing is. <laughs> You're taking the crapshoot. You might as well go to Vegas and lay $20 down on a, on a football game or something. It's the same thing as investing. You don't know what's going to happen. You own shares of this company, but tomorrow that company could go under. <laughs> so they tell you to be financially literate and invest your money and save your money and all this other stuff. But the average American is living paycheck to paycheck at seven twenty-five minimum wage. How is that person supposed to save their money? And on top of that, they got a wife to take care of or kids to take care of, a house rent to take care of or a mortgage to take care of, payments, car payments, and the worst of all, unexpected medical bills to come take care of. It's like, bruh, I, 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 I appreciate the sentiment of we need to be financially literate. I get that. I, I totally understand it. But if I'm going to put things into proper perspective, it's all horseshit. Okay, you can't tell a man or a woman who's making seven twenty-five, barely making it, to start saving money and then invest it. That's the worst financial advice ever. You need to invest your money. You need to save your money. No shit, we need to do that. But we can't do that on $7.25 an hour, <laughs> is what we're trying to say. We would love to invest. We would love to. I would love to take an extra $100 a week and put it into like the stock market and see what I can get back. 
I would love to do that, but I can't do that. It's not financially feasible for me to do that. And so every other American in America is not financially feasible for them to do that as well. So that's like, that bothers me a lot. But I'm telling you guys, 2020, 2020 is hindsight. And they say that saying for a reason. This is the year 2020. I think the dyslexic minds were trying to use this year as to look at what's going on in your life, what's going on around you, and start making the necessary changes because you have to ask yourself two questions. Is it working and is it worth it? Once you can answer those two questions honestly and earnestly, I think we can make a change in America. But until then, everything is going to be status quo. I'm telling you, Joe Biden is going to be just as bad as Obama just as bad as President Trump, just as bad as Bill Clinton, just as bad as George H.W., just as bad as Reagan, if not worse. So to think Joe Biden is going to magically fix everything, I don't think that Negro is going to do shit. Yeah, I call Joe Biden a Negro. Deal with it. I don't care. (laughs) I really don't care at this point. All right. I'm just going off the cuff and I'm just like commenting on what I'm seeing around me and it's not pretty. Critical thinking has gone up and left the chat room. Critical thinking is almost non-existent. People can't think critically anymore. We are just smart enough to operate the machines, and that's about it. That's about it. Oh, and another thing. It ain't no immigrants that's taking your jobs. It's machines. All right? <laughs> everything is literally going automation right now. Automation is taking over everything. And as soon as they can figure it out, I'm telling you, automation is going to be flipping them burgers at McDonald's. I mean, they already have those kiosks in there so that you know they don't need as many cashiers. You literally just go to the kiosk, hit the picture of what you want to eat, and then somebody in the back will make it. And then pretty soon, that person in the back that's making your burger ain't going to be the one making your burger. <laughs> All right? As soon as McDonald's can figure out automation on how to make this machine flip a burger and package it and wrap it nicely, those people are gone. So automation is taking all the damn jobs in the world, in America right now. Yeah, companies are, you know, kind of uprooting up into overseas and whatnot, but automation is also killing American jobs. The old way of doing things. We have an industrial uh, society. Pretty much we have the same model from the industrial revolution continuously running in a 2020 format, which does not work. I don't mind capitalism. Capitalism in theory is great. I don't like the people running capitalism. They are the horrible ones. They're the pieces of shit that's screwing everybody over and, you know, kind of screwed. All right. It's the people running capitalism that's screwing us over. And the sooner you can realize that, and the sooner you guys can critically start thinking for yourselves, start asking the right question, not just dumb questions, just the right questions, maybe we can progress a little bit further as a society, because I feel we should be way further along as a society than where we are right now. Right now, we're still arguing over whether the outdated uh, prehistoric ways of life is current. We're living off of industrial models in a modernized world, in a computer age modernized world. we It does not work. The industrial age was meant for laborers, people who actually use their hands to physically do stuff. We're moving away from that to more of a digital world. Everything we're doing is digital. Robots, programming, everything we're doing is legitimately digital and automation. We need to learn a new skill set. We need to find a new structure for this new skill set. And we're not doing that. And that's why people are so frustrated. That's why people follow Trump like a cult, because they're desperate. They see their jobs being outsourced out the country to other countries. Their jobs are being outsourced. These folks are desperate. 
They're clinging on to whatever person is promising them a better future. And that's what Donald Trump sold these folks beautifully. He sold them the possibility of a better future. He sold them hope. And that's why they have a cult-like following to this man. That's why the world, or not the world, but the United States is in the dire situation that it's in. We're desperate. If you look at the common American folks, they are desperate. They need money. They're poor. I pro- like Take some time. Get out of your town. Drive around your state a little bit. Go to the poorest neighborhoods. You will see people are desperate. Things are not all rosy-colored, bushy, bright-eyed, and whatnot. The world is horrible. Poverty exists by the millions. If I'm not mistaken, I read an article that's saying three-quarters of the world lives in poverty. Think about that. A $7.8 billion population and three-quarters of them live in poverty. That's a lot of people living in poverty. That number's in the billions with a B. Billions. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. It, it's... Um, I don't want to say it's grim looking because, honestly, I think it's more positive than it is negative. We're in a, it, we are in a societal shift in an in a intellectual shift. People are starting to ask questions, whether it be dumb, whether it be stupid, whether it be like outrageous, whatever, but people are asking questions. And on the path to becoming enlightened, you have to ask dumb questions because then it leads to the right questions. You'll detour a little bit and you'll get down some funky roads, but you'll eventually find your way down to the right path. I believe in people. That's my fault. I believe in people too much, a little bit too much. I don't know. There's no conspiracies out there. Nobody's trying to control you. I mean, they are, but not really. They just want you to be poor. The rich want to keep you poor because that's more resources for them. Essentially is what it is. That's the game. How to keep you poor and out of these resources so we can hoard it all for ourselves. That's the game. It's literally a real life game of Monopoly. You know that Milton Burrow game <laughs> that you, you have in your closet collecting dust right now because the last time you played, somebody got mad and y'all got into a fight. Yeah, life is exactly like that game. You're trying to hoard resources. You trade, you lie, you cheat, you steal to try to get those resources so that you can screw the other players on the table. That's Monopoly. Or if you really don't want to pay attention to Monopoly and you don't like that game, life is like Uno. (laughs) We're all trying to get rid of our shitty cards to get to that last one and win. I don't know. Maybe I can elaborate on that idea a little later. But right now, I just, you know, I just spat it out for you guys. So I'm telling you. We have to direct our anger toward where we're, where it belongs, okay? And it's not at the rich because it's not their fault. They're rich. They want to keep rich. Trust me, I understand it. The moment I got a little bit of money, my first thought was, okay, how do I get more and how do I not spend this? So I get the, 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 the thought process of rich people. They want to keep their money. They want to get more of it. And they become a little bit hoarding-like, right? Because they don't want to spend it too much. They become greedy. I get it. Poor people are more giving because they know what it's like to be poor. So they know the hurt, the pain, and whatnot, so they're more willing to give. They've done social experiments about this. And rich people are very greedy. Rich people will grab a dollar off the ground. Poor person will get that dollar and split it with somebody else. <laughs> or give it to somebody less fortunate, you know? So, I don't know. That's a weird dynamic, but it is what it is. But yeah, 2020, man. This year is all about hindsight. We're starting to see, we're starting to see a lot of change. We're starting to see a lot of things come to light. We're starting to see a lot of the corruption come to light. And it's a good thing. Because once you start to see the snakes come out, the you know, you see the roaches come out when the lights flick on, you know it's time to clean house. You know it's time to bring the exterminators in. 
So hopefully, and I'm hoping after Joe Biden, I'm hoping for the next four years, we could just ride out Joe Biden and the next candidate that seems good. And I hope it's a very good candidate. We can vote that person and we can see some serious change in America. Because I'll be honest with you guys, it's not that bad culturally out there, but it is bad poverty wise. Culturally, we're in a much, 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 much better place than what we were, I would say, 10 years ago. I mean, yes, still some, you know, little things here and there, but those are idiots. We can deal with idiots. You just ignore them. Or you tell them to shut up, really. Then you fight them. All right, fight them in a different way. Tell them to shut up or explain why they're wrong or whatever. Do what you got to do. Anywho's, before I get in more trouble. <laughs> but yeah, 2020 is hindsight, guys. And honestly, I think it's we're, we're revealing a lot of the, the nonsense that's going on. We really are. And I, I feel that once we reveal the nonsense, people start to become a little bit more educated. And once a nation becomes a little more educated, then, you know, those who are in power become a little bit more fearful. Because as the once, uh, one saying goes, it goes, an informed people are more dangerous and more hard to control than an inform, uninformed people. So the more informed we are, the harder it is to control us. The less informed we are, the easier it is to control us. As you can see with the world going on right now, we are vastly uninformed. We don't know what the heck politicians are doing, but we're starting to learn. We're starting to see this uh, Kelly Loeffler or her money laundering and her uh, tax schemes. She got inside information and, you know, moved, made $3 million, I believe, off the stock market by moving certain and selling certain stocks. That's like, you know, Martha Stewart went to jail for that. And this chick is still in, in the, is a senator. <laughs> She's the senator of Georgia. Kelly Loeffler, I think her name is. But yeah. So this chick did some insider trading, got some insider information, did some insider trading, made $3 million and is a senator. Martha Stewart did the same thing and went to jail for two years. Let that one sink in. Anywho's, I'm going to be done ranting. Thank you for listening. I'll probably hop on the next one and say the exact same thing. Hey, you never know. Today, I just kind of went off script and I just kind of want to put something out there. Thanks for listening. I'm Vladimir Jean-Philippe. This is Guys at a Roundtable. I'll be back next week. You can hit me up on Twitter at GOTR Podcast. Like and share this on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Guys at a Roundtable. Email me your thoughts, questions, and concerns to Guys of the Roundtable. One word, Guys of the Roundtable at gmail.com. Once again, that email is Guys at a Roundtable at gmail.com. Hit a brother up on Instagram at GOTR Podcast. And uh, yeah, be safe out there. Mask up, wash up, and socially distance, folks. The virus is real. Pandemic is real. So be safe. As always, Vlad loves y'all and peace.